0: Hello, and welcome to uh, what will probably be episode two of. Ribbon of memes, um, I'm Nick Marsh.: I'm Roger Bell West. and we are going to talk about masterpieces, or uh, at least movies that other people have considered masterpieces, and see whether we agree, how we feel about um, how your average know-nothing film dimbo <laughs> <laughs> feels about films that uh, much more revered film critics feel were masterpieces. Are they great?:
1: see, Are they influential? And did we enjoy them?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And yes, yeah. Were uh, there lots of explosions? (laughs) Sadly, not so far. Um, But uh, we'll see how we're getting on. Um, So, this episode, we've been following it in roughly chronological order, but um, as it's only episode two, (laughs) we've jumped back um, from last uh, last episode, which was um, Terence Malick's. God blimey, I forgot Bad, the name for Badlands. it. Badlands. It's been a week already. <laughs> Badlands. Um, to, uh, we've gone back seven years, six years to 1967 to the, I don't think we're going to argue that this one was quite an influential film, uh, Bonnie and Clyde, directed
1: hmm. by Arthur Penn. Um Though I think perhaps more significantly produced by Warren Beatty. Uh, yes I, I think
0: probably more significantly Arthur Penn uh, didn't really do a lowdown. down he was a well respected director I think the only other film that I had heard of that he has done since Bonnie and Clyde was Little Big Man
1: mm. well it, it's not so much that as looking at the production history it was clearly Beatty's idea he wasn't even originally planning to star um, he wanted to do a new, a new wave sort of film because the new wave was definitely getting going at this point, and they, they talked to Truffaut about directing it originally. Yes, I read that. Yes, it was heavily influenced by the French new
0: wave. And mm. This was at a time when um, the old studio system was very much like the Ottoman Empire at the, <laughs> the beginning of the First World War. It was on its way out
1: already. This, yeah, th- this the is new- the year they officially. Uh, stopped having the production code, as opposed to pretending that it was there, they just didn't enforce it. This is the time they, act, they, they shifted over to the racing system that we have now.
0: Well, and Bonnie and Clyde is, is widely viewed as, if not the first New Wave, but certainly the Herald or one of the major early New Wave hmm. films that, that led to a, a huge amount of other auteur films in the 70s. Though I think this New Wave period pretty much, if it isn't killed off by Jaws, it's certainly the death knell. Um, mm. So it doesn't actually last very long. 67 to when was yours? 75? That's yeah, not, that. yeah. I mean, that's kind of the core period of it, though. It's, the, the rise it's of the blockbuster. Bit, I, I mean, you get
1: other stuff yeah. after that, but at least with the big budget things, uh, the studios wanted to have have the control back.
0: Um, and why wouldn't they, bless them, the old powerful
1: <laughs> So, also, of course, starring Warren Beatty, as it turned out, uh, I, yes. I haven't found out any, anybody else who might have been considered for the part. I think he might, may have decided fairly early on that that, that was going to be him. That did make another casting decision different, because originally Bonnie was going to be played by Shirley MacLaine. Oh, yes. But since that's Warren Beatty's sister... That would have been awkward. <laughs> So, so they, they went went and looked around at other people and ended up with uh, Faye Dunaway. This was her breakout role, as far as I can see. She'd been in one or two other things before this, but this was the one that made her a star.
0: That was a good casting decision, because those dudes have chemistry on screen. Yeah,
1: the, the only, we'll come back to this, I think. The only other thing I've seen Faye Dunaway in before is the Thomas Crown Affair, the original one from, from the year after this. Oh, I have she,
0: not seen that. She's
1: really time. not terribly impressive in that, to be honest. I mean... Hmm. She does, the, she's got the smoulder, absolutely, yes. that, that's fine. Yes. Uh, but, but she does not come off well as a chess-playing insurance investigator who is, you know, always playing the game on six levels at once, as the character is meant to be.
0: Okay, <laughs> very different to uh, Bonnie Park.
1: Well, let's, um, uh,
0: we won't get too far ahead of ourselves. A quick summary of the film, um, for those who are unaware. This is Unlike Badland's much more closely, though still not entirely closely based on real events. Um it is based on the true life story of board waitress Bonnie Parker, who meets recently released from prison Clyde Barrow, um mm-hmm. who then uh hit it off. I think it's fair to say, despite some slight um uh, uh <laughs> incompatibility in the bedroom, at least at first, um, they proceed to Um, rob, heist and murder they weigh um, across depression era Midwest America Mm -hmm. um, bringing on tow um, uh, Clyde's brother and his wife and a random mechanic um uh, during the procedure they managed to mortally embarrass uh, a texas ranger which proves to be a bit of a uh, unfortunate error as he um, shoots them to death at the end of the film and um, some of these the things British. actually happened some of these <laughs> things not many of them <laughs> but some <laughs> of them actually happen. so it is loosely well more less loosely than badlands based on real events um but uh heavily um, dramatized and um I think it's fair to say heavily romanticized as
1: well. Yeah, well, um, we'll, 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 I will uh, touch on some, some of the reality clashes uh, later on as, as we uh, treat on the individual things. Well,
0: Roger, you suggested this, because um, one thing that came up when we were talking about Badlands a lot was Bonnie and Clyde and the differences between it. They're, they're both films with young, beautiful people, uh, on a killing spree, uh, which doesn't end well in Midwest America. Um mm-hmm. uh, they both from roughly the same period of time. So
1: I, I think there's more to it than that, in fact. Um looking at Clyde as he's portrayed here mm. it seems to me that he he's being presented as really as the same sort of immature broken sort of sort of character that, that Kit is yeah. in Badlands.
0: Slightly bored, disaffected, impossibly cool. Um, yeah,
1: but but the, the toe chopping thing, which is historical or probably historical, it's, it's not clear who actually did the chopping, but certainly he had his toes chopped off just before he got paroled. anyway. And
0: then was paroled a week later. Yes, that, that he is walked, something walked that the, I, I did. The rest of his life. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a faux pas.
1: But, uh but also, and the thing you pointed out last time—that the, the, the chivalry—and he—he's always opening the car door for her. That kind of yes, thing. he is exactly
0: that kind of. um I, I guess I would call it a southern gentleman, even though I'm aware they're not. You know, the, the Midwest. um But that—that that kind of.
1: Polite... So I—I I, I think a lot of what's going on here is—is is that clash of these—these these are bad people. These are thieves and murderers and all that stuff. But, at the same time, they are not acting like stereotyped villains they you know that they're, they're not just saying ho 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 let, let's let's murder some widows and orphans for fun. they're enjoying themselves in in a non murdery way when non murder is an option exactly yes, and they um uh I, this is some of the bucking
0: against the Hayes code in that it's criminals behaving criminally and enjoying it in a mm. lot of ways. They do express remorse at their actions um which is more so than happens in badlands um but they don't they don't express they're not backed into a corner where they had no other option which would have happened in the 40s or 50s with a criminal if they were trying to be portrayed as sympathetic Hmm. and if they weren't trying to be portrayed as sympathetic they would be cackling evil villains um a la white heat
1: um yeah i i think that that bit with where they take the couple hostage is is very yes. significant there because it it seemed to me and that, I actually found that quite hard to watch for for my own reasons. But it seems to me that what what causes them suddenly to dump them on the road is crap. These people are getting comfortable with us, and these people yes, are normal that's... people, and that, that that's not right. You know, well, some, it's, sudden it's cognitive it's dissonance. Like instig-
0: is... Instigation. Is that... yeah. There is a grain of truth in that. They did. I don't know if they kidnapped, but they did meet an undertaker mm-hmm. along the way. And actually, that he was the undertaker that uh, saw to Bonnie at her funeral. Well, and they talked one, about... one of them, yeah. I mean, Allegedly. It, it,
1: uh, it, the, the, the job of cleaning them up for the funeral was technically difficult for reasons we'll come back to. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, I, what I want to ask you, Roger, is um, we both talked about our... <sighs> discomfiture at the opening of Badlands, and I think for you it was largely because they were extremely unsympathetic characters, at least at the outset. Did you have similar feelings for Bonnie and Clyde at the start?
1: No, and um, did it change? That that suggests that it's not just because. I mean, they were fairly unsympathetic to start. Well, Clyde at least is to start with. Um, I mean, he's charming, but he's obviously a bad man. That that, yes. that is indeed part of his charm, as far as Bonnie is concerned here. Um. But no, it it it's some of it perhaps was that it just got moving to start with. I mean this this doesn't start with Clyde is bored, he wonders what he's going to do, he decides to steal the car. It starts with he is stealing a car.
0: Yes, he's stealing it. It starts with this uh, interesting opening scene of um I don't know, Bonnie is basically just a, a ticking sex bomb, I would say you know, in the first <laughs> in the first scene. Yeah. And that's quite an interest for a film. Not far away from the 50s, that is quite an interesting opening. Um, there is some nudity, it's not frontal, but it is, she is, plays it very sensual and very, um, maybe I'm overreading it and maybe I need to take a cold shower, but I felt that was the initial and then.
1: Well, I'd, in, I'd say what, what there is here is frustration. Yes. In the obvious yes. sense and in the less obvious sense. I mean, yes. Yes, on, on the one side, she, she, she is. Bore, bored in a sexual sense but on the other side she's just bored in general you know there is nothing yes. exciting happening maybe, maybe she picks up a guy in the cafe every now and then but it's not exciting then either um and that that initial transition I, I found really interesting I mean in those opening scenes she is obviously planning to get into bed
0: yes yeah and for, uh, what I um uh the chemistry between the two is uh, i mean she can feel it but you can kind of feel it on the screen as well mm. there's just immediately something and it, you know it's helped by you know the the title characters but it there's it, it is it's there and and you feel it and and to the point where you're not questioning why is she going along with this guy you just feel it you know you just sort of understand straight they both play it very well that it's um it's hint- there's a uh, Again, it's an interesting sort of sexual thing, you know, when he pulls his gun out outside the, car, mm-hmm. you know, he lays it on his thigh and she gently strokes mm-hmm. it. I, I really do need to take a cold shower. But immediately after <laughs> that, as you say, it immediately, for her, that's, uh, that's a sexual conquest for her that she immediately wants to celebrate that with a, uh, uh, with a good shag. And uh, clearly it, it comes out quite differently from Clyde's point of view. But that is, um, there's tension there and excitement. In a way thats it wasn't there in Badland, certainly. Yeah, I, I think
1: it. the thing that's surprisingly complex here, given the relatively straightforward portrayal, is that yeah, in in the first case, it's clearly you know this this is a bad boy and and she wants him because of that. Yeah. But when it becomes clear that that's not something she's going to get, yes, because as portrayed here, he's impotent. Um, that's not wasn't the original plan, by the way.
0: Uh, no no I uh, yeah we we can come on to that <laughs> but episode.
1: at that point yeah you know, okay she's not getting that but she's get, she's realizing all oh, right that but there was this other excitement and that was pretty yeah. good yeah
0: that was really yeah the way that she is ready to leave and he you know points out is that really what you're after um because I've got this whole extra life and that really that that kind of excitement that kind of gets to the heart of the the kind of the the exultation and the joy of the film and and you know we've talked about these films that are um uh teen teen rebellion and Mm -hmm. i think that hits to it that he is doing that he is rebelling against this system he's rebelling against this life um but and in a way it's more understandable in depression era america (laughs) which is not a great life to be given um yeah, that, that that cuts to the heart of it. That's why she's excited. And that's why kind of we're excited. It's not something we've seen before in cinematic history, particularly this kind of rebelliousness. Mm.
1: And, yeah, I, I think we might, might as well say at this point, the, the original plan uh, was that Clyde would be bisexual. They would have a three-way thing with uh, CW, the mechanic.
0: Yes, and I, I gather they were talked out of that because that was too too aberrant for 1967
1: yeah uh, the, the, it's not entirely clear i mean this isn't well documented um it certainly seems to be that warren, warren Beatty wasn't keen on that um, yes whether it was because he didn't want to play it, it seems unlikely i mean he's played all sorts of fairly demeaning stuff in his career but i, I think it's as, as you suggest that um that he wanted the audience to be at least a bit on side and yes. homosexuality would generally have been regarded as a bit perverse rather than a bit weird and that, that, yes. i think that's a key distinction
0: and he's not it's inter- i i feel he doesn't seem asexual uh it, it's almost that uh, well you know, he's, he's getting like, his jollies
1: he's just not getting them exactly. in, in
0: a um, biological way I'm going to come out and say, the gun is his penis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's the extent of my uh, Freudian uh, analysis. But I feel, I, I don't think that's particularly deep reading of the film. But, you know, it, it's clear um, Bonnie thinks Well, I, I, I
1: don't think one, one has to regard it as a sexual thing on his part, but it is clearly a thing he enjoys. The excitement yes. is a thing he enjoys.
0: And that is an immediate contrast to Badlands, where – I don't really keep contrasting with Badlands, it's his own thing, but um, – Well, it's, it's one just one the reason the, we
1: came back to this, because it, it is this the seemed reason to me came... such an influence on it.
0: Well, and that is, um, we can. Tr- is – I'd like to wrap up with some thoughts on it, but, sure. um, you know, in Badlands, uh, you know, Kit kills, because he's, he's interested in – it's almost like he's interested in seeing if he'll enjoy it, and then – doesn't particularly seem to enjoy it either doesn't particularly enjoy anything um and it's not the killing you know bonnie and Claire, it, in the film it, it tries to have its cake and eat it which i want to talk about a bit in, in that they are they do show remorse and they don't mean to kill but they are clearly massively enjoying what they're doing um, I,
1: I think it would be fair to say that uh, as portrayed here i mean the defo- okay so the default is as portrayed here rather than as in reality since you're talking yes, about the film. you yeah, they, they, they are not at any point setting out to murder somebody no, but also they're not hesitant when it when that is a thing that appears to be lining up in in, in on the path to getting the goals they want. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and he, th- here's this are... guy clinging to the side of the car. I'm going to shoot him because otherwise he's going to keep clinging to the side of the car. Exactly.
0: Yes, um, and that's. It. And it's interesting the scene where um, Clyde is robbing the first grocery store, and he is just bemused why anyone would. Wish him harm um, when he's just, you know, he's just having some fun. He's just enjoying himself, and, and why mm-hmm. he would be attacked by a guy with a meat cleaver. I think that's before anyone is. It, it was all fun and games before then, um, and then it mm-hmm. starts to become a bit real. Um, I, so, I, to me, a big contrast uh, with Badlands. Um, uh, you know, I felt I was desperate for someone to show some emotion in Badlands, and in this film. You know, it's turned up to, you know, Blanche particularly is um, yeah. uh, a, 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 a shrill, um, I, she was particularly, I, I, she lived long enough to see the film, she was uh, unsurprisingly unhappy. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she, 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 was she was actually
1: poetry. consulted quite extensively uh, for for, de- for detail of what had happened. Um, but yeah, so, so the film made her look like a screaming horse's ass.
0: Yes, yeah, she's uh, it's, she's an unfortunate character. She gets one or two sympathetic scenes, but mostly is there to frustrate Bonnie well, <laughs> and create friction within the group.
1: It was, well, th- yeah, th- there was a thing that... She she was apparently based on, on uh, another woman who, more, in the character in the film was based more on another woman who was involved with, with the gang. Right, I see. Um, but... In the, in the context of the film, uh, when Buck and Blanche turn up, it's so obviously a mistake. This is so very clearly, no, don't do this. Yes, yes. That I, I, I found myself actually surprised that they went ahead and did it. I mean, it, it was so obviously this is the wrong thing to do.
0: Well, that felt driven by Buck's... Um... I don't know if this is Gene Hackman's one of his first roles. I feel like he's really good in it because it's Gene
1: Hackman. He's a very good actor. Um, but he, he looks very—he by... looks remarkably Gene Hackman-like. He does. He does. I mean, I, I'm true. not that familiar with. I mean, I've mostly seen the older Beatty, and he, he, it wasn't that obvious that this is this guy. But Hackman is that guy. Uh, yes. or, or Also, uh, Gene Wilder as, as the male hostage. It's very Gene yes, Wilder.
0: I, I had forgotten Gene Wilder was in. But um, it's—I uh, think it's one of Gene Wilder's first roles. It, it's his well. first,
1: very first screen role
0: really wow cuz he is he's fully formed on screen isn't he As Gene I I actually
1: kind of got the feeling that he he was wanting to play it for laughs and being restrained was, Yeah. was the impression I got from his performance here but yeah maybe that's when, just when, no yeah when
0: they're it. chasing a step on it what yeah it's, it's it's very nice um but uh, I feel buck's personality drives that forward his thoughtlessness and his excitement and his love for his brother so I I it didn't Particularly break my suspension of disbelief. Um, I, yeah, I, I went along with it. I, enjoyed it. I mm. and I'm going to say enjoy a lot because, frankly, um this I, it's more cinematic. It's more romanticised, which we're going to come on to. I'm sure, but to me, it's a much more enjoyable watch than mm. Badlands was. Um, it's it's just a more enjoyable film to watch. Um, yeah, and it half plays as a comedy in a lot of ways. And and I think one of the reasons it got its reputation is because of these tonal gear shifts. It's playing as a comedy, it's got this, you know, jaunty bluegrass music and then someone gets mm. shot in the head. And it, it I feel we talked a bit with Malik's film with Badlands about um his neutral stance as a director. Mm. He, he's not judging, he's not judging. whereas um Penn here is very much and here it feels to me And I think this is why there was revulsion for the film at at the time. He wants you to romanticise and be excited by these glamorous figures. Um, But then he feels like he pulls a bit of a confidence trick because then he also was like, ah, but they're killers as well. And Mm -hmm. that, that tonal gear shift felt quite manipulative
1: to me. Um, yeah, I, I, we mentioned, I, I mentioned at least briefly last time that, that I like having characters I can sympathise with. I, I think that's true yes. of, of quite a lot of audiences. And these are obviously the characters you're meant to sympathise with. Yes. And they're also clearly bad people. Yes. <laughs> so so, and I, so yeah, there is I a feel dissonance like
0: there. There is. And I, I'm, I'm sure that... I. Well, I... I Definite. That was deliberate. I feel it's a slight confidence trick from my point of view. In that, you know, you feel shocked because you've been manipulated into feeling you're supposed to like these people, and
1: then bang, they are killers. Yeah, I mean, the the, the cons- just yeah, you know, they are they are the first people we see in the film. That the people we follow in the film. Yeah, there is an assumption that these are the people that we're interested in.
0: Yes, but they're you know they're likable. They quip. They mm-hmm. behave in. In cool way, I you know I was talking last time about I, I I struggle when people behave in ways that I wouldn't myself, and that's not uh it, or react to situations that I wouldn't myself. Mm-hmm. Not that they behave, but that if people don't react and but I, they did react in believe even you know they're not my personality, they're very different people. They're always they're, there's quips and there's winks and there's um but it's um but they at least react in a in a relatable human way, you mm-hmm. know after you know in a heated moment Clyde shoots uh his first civilian um he's Mm. um it's probably played down a bit and it's it's not dwelled upon but he's clearly remorseful about the situation um they're all shocked you know there's that wonderful scene in the cinema where there's just um is it CW um the mechanic Mm. and um Clyde are just sitting there, shocked and jangly and, and terrified, and um, Bonnie's just enjoying the film, and I, mm. I, I really like that um, that dissonance. Um,
1: yeah, and, and we've also got one of the um, romantic elements as well, where, where um, Clyde's saying, yeah, alright, it's been fun so far, but I just shot a guy, and yeah. they, they are going to be after me, they know who I am, they don't know who you are yet, you can just leave that's, now. Yes, yeah, that's a good moment. Yeah, And I th- I think that a lot of what's going on here is they never quite understand each other.
0: Yes, I if, I think you know, that's If fair.
1: he if he understood what what you know, she she has bought into it at that point. She knows what she got into. There's no way she would walk away.
0: And he's still offer But do you think it? Yeah, I agree that it feels like he genuinely does think she should walk away and doesn't mm. understand that she is not. It's not he's just saying that to be noble. I agree. It feels like he's like, no, this is time for you to leave and not uh, uh, understanding that she's already with him all the way.
1: And the flip side of that to me is, is that scene quite near the end uh, where she's saying, you know, if, if we could start over, just get away from all this, what would you do? And he immediately says, "Well, I'd set up near a state line so we could cross a state line after the robberies."
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yes, and, exactly. And at that
1: point, she's she, th- this is this is why I'm impressed with Dunaway as an actor now more than I was before because you can see that she has realised, "Okay, this is all this guy is. This yes. is all there is going to be." But I'm on this thing anyway. I'm going to stick with it.
0: Yes, I, I mean I agree. I think the two leads are phenomenal in it i they they're just uh, they I don't, uh, I don't really I keep feeling like I should compare it to badlands I I think they CC uh, SpaceX and uh Martin Sheen are, are really good in that too uh and probably more uh realistic but they the Bonnie and Clyde here are very cinematic but really relatable and really likable mm-hmm. and really um I don't I wouldn't say I was rooting for them um I mean we all know how the film ends point this um
1: but um well that, that's a thing to consider I mean everybody at the time would have known how the film ended if they'd wanted to make it about cool criminals who get away with it they wouldn't have called it Bonnie and Clyde
0: uh yes yes that's a good point yes and I, I you know by this film became a I mean, so phenomenon Many of the audience
1: would um, have remembered it yeah, it was only 35 <laughs> years ago. That's a good point. That's
0: true, yeah. Um, I but There was another interesting scene I felt which was which didn't happen in reality, which is when they capture Frank Haymar, mm-hmm. um and um, toy with him, basically. Yeah. Um, and I felt, to me, and again, this may be me reading too much into it, this is very much the... Uh, you know, the problem the studios were having at the time was attracting the young audience and... Uh, getting the getting young people interested in the sort of things that uh, that the people who made films were interested Get in. Get them to
1: come out and watch films rather than staying at home and watching television. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, and the capture of Frank Hamar very much felt like the young Turks kind of sticking it to the establishment. There, you know, they're, they're telling they're telling the established people exactly what they think about. Him. They're showing Frank Hamar exactly how they're frightened of him, which is not at all. Mm. Um, and well, he also. Yeah. In that scene, he—that could have been a very sympathetic scene for him. You know, he could have been—he could have been portrayed as this terrified victim. But he kind of behaves. Uh, you know, he spits in Bonnie's face after she. Well, uh,
1: That—that's that, what makes it a scene live too hard for me. Because up to that point, you know, they're, they're joshing about. Um He could be legitimately terrified that they were going to kill him. It wouldn't be out of character for them to kill him. But yes. as far as they're concerned, up to that point, it's fun, and then he insulted my girl. We're going to do something horrible now.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't, they don't kill him. Um, and that is, a. I suppose, I don't know. It's not a very strong narrative thread, but it's sort of implied that as a fatal mistake, because then in revenge, he tracks them down and kills. Though. Yeah. In a way, the end was never in doubt. And the fact that it's Frank Haymar that does it. as a. I want to talk about Frank Haymar a bit more because he is the subject of another film I've seen. Um, on the topic Mm -hmm. but we'll uh we'll come back to that later we're still um but i I found that was an interesting scene to me it felt like the young turks you know this is our cinema now this is how we do things
1: we Mm -hmm. we don't care about yeah it may well be be an element there certainly um i'm definitely getting a feeling of right the code is really dead now Yes, uh, yes. we can show films. This this was one of the first uh, films to use blood bag squibs. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, in in, in your fifties war films and so on, somebody gets shot and they fall over and that's about it. You don't think, you uh, don't see the wounds. Heal over for the most part. It's it's hard for us in our modern dull sensibility.
0: Well, this <laughs> this is, this is why we're shocking. Is,
1: this specific film is one of the reasons why we have a modern dull sensibility. I mean, well, ma- true, maybe another yeah. film would have done it instead. Probably it would, but this was the one that did it.
0: Well, this paved the way for things like The Wild Bunch, which is spectacularly violent, um, which is only a few years later, I think, from this. And by that point, all bets were off, and then you, uh, that leads, you know, to Tarantino and all manner of torture porn, which is
1: <laughs> it's well, pretty. Well, as I see it, what you've got here is, is the um, problem of, oh, the, the what one might call the torture is bad comic. Because on the on the one hand, we're saying, yeah violence is not fun, it's clean, it's not clean, it's messy, it's horrible, people are mm. hurt. On the other hand, if you're on the right end of the gun, it clearly is great fun. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> well, that touches back on my thing. You know, the film does feel like it's trying to have its cake and eat it. You know, there was a big backlash to Bonnie and Clyde that these criminals were portrayed as sexy and glamorous. Um mm. Uh, and I think part of that is this deliberate dissonance the film is going for that you're, you're supposed to you're supposed to like them, but it doesn't shy away from the fact they were murderers. It doesn't really paint the reality. I suspect in a way that Badlands probably does a better job of doing. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I think some of the gut reaction, the visceral reactions that the critics had about it, is, is to me is because of that deliberate. Um, uh, confidence trick that the film plays. That you, you love these guys. Look at these; they're great. They're having the time of their lives. It's amazing. Bang! They're killers. And I, mm. I, I feel, uh, if I have a problem with the film, and I do have a slight problem with the film, uh, glamorizing violence and criminals, I, I feel it's because of that yeah. trick that it plays, which is a. Deli- I don't think it does it accidentally. I think it's a deliberate trick.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, oh, one can never say this was the first film to do a thing. But I think this was one of the first popular films to be unapologetic about these are cool criminals. But they are. In a relatively modern sense. I mean, I'm not talking Errol Finn being a pirate here.
0: Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But they're still charismatic and gorgeous. And, mm-hmm.
1: um, okay, so, some of Dunaway's hairstyles, particularly later in the film, are, are not very 1930s. They just don't really look like 1930s people. In, in a way that uh, Buck and Blanche do a lot more.
0: That's true, you know, I was talking last time about Black and Black, it was hard to tell that it was 50s because it had a sort of timeless feel, um, whereas this felt like a more 30s period piece, mm. which I think it does, but I agree, not only from the background, because the stars themselves do not always feel like 30s characters, and yeah. particularly, I agree, Bonnie Parker, uh, or Faye Dunaway, more to the point, Faye Dunaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my yeah. word, well, those cars are lovely. Oh they? Oh my goodness! Just I, I mean, any car where the doors open uh, on opposite hinges—you've got me straight <laughs> away. But yes, it's interesting with the bluegrass music. Um, it's not. It is. That's bluegrass, isn't it? That it
1: is, which is which is an anachronism, but only in a fairly technical sense. Because um, bluegrass is a post-war thing, but before that, there, there was the style of American folk music that is generally known as old-time music. Right, which was largely being recorded in the and and indeed played in the twenties and thirties. So, if they had had that style of music going, it would have been not that, but something not wildly different from that.
0: So, sort of tonally correct, even
1: if it's a bit well, that, that that sort of banjo picky stuff certainly happened. It just wasn't quite the same thing.
0: Um. Mm-hmm. My point, regardless, was those kind of fast-moving cars with that kind of music. To me, mentally, immediately starts like with the Keystone Cops or Wacky Races or something like that, which is why it feels a bit like a comedy in those kind of places. Well, I I, I, I
1: suspect it fed into Wacky Races, which was right. When was Wacky Races made? Oh, seventies, mid seventies. So, for for, uh, at least for parents who who would have probably seen this, Mm. nineteen sixty-eight. Wow, isn't really? That interesting?
0: How about that? <laughs> <laughs> very soon after it. Um, wow, OK, that may be why it, it led a lot of them, um, find a lot of mental similarities. But, you know, there's a lot of sh- cuts of them, even when they've been chased by the police, just laughing and enjoying it. It's, it's very clear, although the whole film is not about that, and it's quite clear, actually, they lived in squalor and mm-hmm. they were in trouble, and they were not great. Oh, I, I, to rubbers. be fair,
1: I think we see a fair bit of the squalor. Uh, yes, exactly, yeah. I mean, but... we we what the thing that really struck me about this, though, given some knowledge of the real thing, is there's really no sense of time passing. I mean, if you said this has all happened in a couple of months as as portrayed in the film, you could say, "Yeah, okay, that's plausible. in fact, it was about three years and it had it involved a whole bunch of short prison terms for one or the other of them <laughs> but, Yes, that's
0: true, yeah, and there's a lot of, I think they broke some people out of prison um yeah. during it um so where uh where was there anything any points you particularly wanted to make
1: well i I've got one technical point, which is if you're going to have an extended gun battle with revolvers, there are these things called speed loaders. <laughs> right. they're, they're a nineteenth-century invention. They were widely used in the Great War. They are very definitely available, and they let you re- reload your revolver all six shots at once rather than one at a time. So you, did, could, uh, so you can get back to shooting faster. And they are not used in this film, as far as I could see.
0: Well, I suppose the question there is was, did Bonnie and Clyde have access to them?
1: They would certainly have had access to them. I mean they they also they, had they also used weaponry, um, Yeah, I mean they they used Thompsons, they used BARS. Yes. Uh, yeah. s- which I suspect they should have been shown as using rather more, except it would have been kinda of loud. I mean, that's a light machine gun, really. <laughs>
0: Apparently, I read somewhere, in reality, those, that you know, there's the scene where they're playing drafts drunkenly. Apparently they got so drunk quite often that Clyde accidentally let off his BAR while he was <laughs> picking it up everything from <laughs> one room to another, which is one of the reasons the police turned up. Um, but that didn't, that didn't make it into the film. The, the um, thing at
1: the tourist court was weird. I mean, they, they booked in for three people and then blatantly had five people getting out of the car in an yes. era when people would be expected to be keeping an eye on that. And I, well, one wonders whether there was a certain amount of wanting to get caught in that, which does seem to carry come up in a lot of real-world criminality.
0: Yeah, I mean, it certainly came up in Badlands, where you know he literally he doesn't quite surrender to the police, but he lets himself get caught. Mm. Um, yes, I wonder if there. I mean, of course, in the '30s and even in the '60s, you know, the, there's this kind of free of. God, I don't. I don't feel like I really should have a cold chair, but there's this free sonnet of <laughs> illicit sex that would have been uh, certainly picked up on with more people going into a house than there should be, and I feel that is that is sort of understated in the film. The idea that these people, I, well, one of the reasons I think they became celebrities in the 30s was you know these pictures of these young, beautiful people. By probably. the standards of the day, <laughs> by the standards of the day, probably you know are doing it when they shouldn't be, and I, I think that was probably one of the reasons they became a media sensation.
1: Yeah, I, I did have a bit of a poke at, at the contemporary reaction. Sorry, I, I should As say con- and Clyde contemporary to real, real Bonnie real and people. Clyde. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, because I mean, one one of the things we we get here is is what you might call the Robin Hood element that that bit where he says, "Is that money yours, or is it the bank's?"
0: Oh yes, yes.
1: And that. That was part of the legendary, but it doesn't seem to have been a thing that ever particularly happened. It wasn't, you know, a big policy decision of theirs or anything like that. They may, no, yeah. they may have done it once or twice. Um, but the the reason they got people interested more than John, John Dillinger or Pretty Boy Floyd or the others of that era does seem to have been, you know, there is, there is a known woman here. It's, it's not just, you know, she's seen in the background. She is right there involved in
0: She's in, in the. It. Well, they, so the police. The, those famous photos. And she was married
1: to somebody else.
0: She, yes, I forgot. Yeah, that doesn't come up in the film at all, but <laughs> she is married. Yeah. Um, but those. Uh, the thing I think that made the media sensation in the 30s were the undeveloped photos they recovered mm. from their hideouts um, of them posing with guns and clearly being. Kind of young and cool and sexy.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing I think the film does represent reasonably accurately. They're doing this for fun rather than yeah. to, you know, to be scary or intimidate people or whatever. The, the interesting thing is that there does seem to have been a shift when witnesses started saying, yeah, it was Bonnie who pulled the trigger on this specific guy who is dead. And then she laughed. That was when yes. they, things started to shift against them. I mean, obviously, there was that was. I'm not, I'm not saying people were in favour of being robbed, but that, 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 <laughs> no, that was when the public a, reaction went from these are cool people doing exciting forbidden things to, Ew.
0: these are murderers. Yeah. Um, yes, that's the yeah, that's the impression. Like, particularly, I think there's a double. In reality, there's a murder of two policemen where hmm. it was widely rumoured that. Bonnie Park was the one. Bonnie and Clyde were the ones who pulled the trigger. I'd actually, I think in reality it might not actually have been Bonnie, but it was widely reported that that, that was, it was that was
1: the perception. Yeah.
0: Yes, and that is when they start to lose the uh, the people's favour. Um, I, I, it's interesting. This film feels a little bit about celebrity. Um, uh, you know, there's point, a yeah. moment when yeah. the um, one of the victims is being interviewed, and he's like saying, "I and into the jaws of death," and then he poses for his photo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that was a light touch. My memory of it was it was much more heavy on the celebrity aspect of bonnie and Clyde, and I think it touches on that, and it certainly romanticizes our heroes a lot. well but I, it wasn't as heavy on the celebrity culture as I remember it was i,
1: I think there's some some of that in Badlands too, particularly at the end, mm. where yeah you know, after he has been caught he has real, he has realized i am I am now, even if I wasn't before perhaps a a media a, a media entity. As well as yes. a person, I'm giving away these souvenirs. All these people can say they talked to me.
0: Yes, exactly. yeah, that is, I, I, yeah. In a way, I felt it was heavier in Badlands. Yeah. A, at the end, at least. Um,
1: I mean, I, the, the, you, in this, you get a bit of them reading the papers and so on, but they do, they don't seem to be doing stuff with an eye to what the papers will say.
0: No, the only bit where it is it explicit is when Clyde, um, Clyde says, "I'm going to send that into the papers." You just told our story about Bonnie's mm. um, yeah. poem. I read somewhere. Bonnie wrote awful poetry. I thought it was a bit harsh. I've certainly read a lot worse (laughs) I'm not in a defender of the. I I don't want to... In some ways, I don't want to enter into the defence of the real life, Bonnie and Clyde. But um, I've certainly... We we, we we live in the UK.
1: (laughs) We we know about McGonagall. (laughs) Um, Thinking on on a more technical level for a minute, um, my, my experience of film grammar is not what you might call, wide. I mean, I, I've seen quite a lot of films, but I haven't really analysed them a great deal. Mm. Um, but the the scene that really struck me as deliberately fragmented in a way that I think is a bit French New Wave uh, is that bit where they're, vi- they're going back and visiting Bonnie's mother.
0: I agree. That felt a little bit tonally different. And yes. I
1: mean, there, there, there's quite a lot of fast cutting, probably more, more so by the sounds of the time. In, yes. in the rest of the film. But in, in in that it's really obvious that what what we're getting is a few seconds of a thing that happened and then a few yes. more seconds of a different thing that happened, yeah, you know, maybe half an hour later. Exactly
0: that's right. The, the the thing where that struck me is where Buck is playing with a with a child mm-hmm. and it's just you just get as you say, a few seconds, just little vignettes and you just get this impression of time passing. yes, I agree. Sorry.
1: Yeah, but the, the... Well, one of those fortuitous things. Um, the woman who played the mother was somebody who who turned up to watch the filming, and they I read and, and that they, and they said, "You were... you look right. We'll we, we, <laughs> really? cast you." Well, I did, I had read. I hadn't found. any. She, she's clearly examples. not an expert actor, but she car- she has the right air about her. Of you know, she's not the one you're watching on the screen, is she? But yeah, she's there, so. but she's doing a, a surprisingly good job. Of yeah, all right. You, yes, I admit you are a cool criminal, and and you've become known and all the rest of it but have you actually thought about where this is going and yes she has (laughs) yeah
0: yeah Yeah, that it's nice that they and again this comes back to sorry i I just want i just want
1: to sorry jump in there and say the bit where clyde is saying oh yeah she said she wants to live near you and both women clearly know that this is complete nonsense (laughs)
0: yes yeah they know either he's lying or if he is lying he's an idiot or Mm -hmm. if he isn't lying he's an idiot Yeah. Um, yeah yeah that was a yeah that is a good moment um but it it creeps into this uh again much heavier in badlands this nihilism Mm. because in a way this is more joyful nihilism in badlands it to me it felt like the whole film was shot through with dread about where it was going to end up um which considering the ending of this and the editing of badlands is, is interesting but this one is more of a yeah we know where we're headed we don't care you know, yeah, there isn't a the sense journey. of dread
1: about it. I'm, all right, there isn't a lot of sense of foreboding either. Um What no. gets the feeling that uh, I, again, this, this is a pretty pretty darn good piece of wordless acting. You know, we realize this is an ambush. We look yeah. at we look at each other. We, we don't scream or wave our arms around or try to shoot back or anything. Okay, this is it. This is the way it ends. There's yeah, nothing we can we do can... about it let let's at' yeah. least be, let's at least be sort of vaguely dignified
0: that's an amazing, yeah, that's a really um yeah, just that cross cut not so much the the gratuitous, and it would have been very gratuitous by the day the shooting, um but yeah that that cross cutting between them that rapid cross cut of just their eyes meeting mm-hmm. yeah, you're right that is that is a memorable bit of cinema i agree
1: yeah in in the actual ambush, they didn't even wait for the car to stop before they opened fire, but you know. Well,
0: so I want to talk um, slightly, uh, now, now I guess we've reached the ending of Bonnie and Clyde. Well, is there anything else you wanted to talk I, about? I think,
1: I, I mean, I've, I've got some sort of like overall things to mention when we, when we get to positives and negatives, but um, I, I think those, those are the specific points I particularly uh, was struck by.
0: So for me, um, you know, I talked about Terence Malick's neutrality as a director. He just kind of, mm. Mm, this this um, you're not really supposed to think anything other than, well, you make your own mind up. Was very much Terence Malick, Malick's. Thing. I feel like Arthur Penn and bon- or Warren Beatty or Bonnie and Clyde. It, it feels like more of a collaborative effort in a way, whereas Terence Malick is very much Terence Malick. Yeah,
1: I, the, the impression I get is Penn, Penn was given a, a style to work to, which is yes. the style that he likes working in anyway. Uh, and was happy to do that. I, I, I haven't heard stories about you know BT looking over his shoulder and saying no, no, reshoot it. I want it this way. I mean, I, as far as I can see, he was allowed to direct.
0: Yes, uh, yes, I, and BT is not uh, not widely regarded as the easiest actor to work, <laughs> to work with in, <laughs> in, anyway. Um, but so I feel, hopefully not too controversially, that Bonnie and Clyde is is the very sympathetic view of Bonnie and Clyde, despite its um oh they're killers after all. You know, you're supposed to sympathize with these characters. You're supposed to feel at the end, when they're killed, you're not supposed to think, Oh thank God that's over, they deserve that. You know, that is that feels like a in you know a what you know, you were talking about the writing of society towards the end, and that's yeah. what happens, but it is done in a jarring, violent and feels kind of
1: unpleasant it, it, you know. It's ambivalent. It's, it had to end this way, but mm. it's a shame it had to end this way.
0: Yes, exactly. I'm, it, I'm, not,
1: I'm, I'm not saying there's a reformative message here. No, nobody's saying, oh, well, you know, if, if only she'd done crocheting lessons when she was a kid, she wouldn't have got involved with him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you're supposed, you feel that, you know, that crosscut at the end, these two lovers who are about to die and acknowledge, like, it, it is a sympathetic view of Bonnie and Clyde. Mm, and I, so, I would say so, yeah and so there are, i have watched and i tracked down another film after watching this relatively recently um 2019's the highwayman mm-hmm. i'm not suggesting we watch it um because it is by no means considered a masterpiece by anyone anymore. <laughs> but it's um it's um uh woody Harrelson, and Kevin Costner. And Kevin Costner mm. is Frank Hamar, the uh ridiculed Texas rager who tracks them down in the film. Uh, in, in Bonnie and Clyde he was ridiculed. Um I, I, I believe
1: in reality he never actually met them until after they no, died. No, he, hadn't. He,
0: he did the whole film of the Highwayman, you never see Bonnie and Clyde. It is a much more uh Oh can I say a right-wing approach to, to them they are
1: well, well what, what one might say um in favor of conventional society
0: Yes all right more conservative perhaps, rather yeah. than right-wing yes um, the the Bonnie and Clyde in there, exactly as you say when you see them you don't see their faces you see the policemen's faces and they're getting shot and then you hear Bonnie and Clyde laughing in the background and it is all they are villains there is no mm-hmm. question and it's like Um, Well, in a way, it feels to me like both Terence Malick and The Highwayman, uh, Badlands and The Highwayman, are direct reactions to Bonnie and Clyde. And I feel like much in the same way that Lord of the Flies was a reaction to, I forget what book it was that William Golding read, but it was about some schoolboys doing spiffingly well um, when they were shipwrecked on an island, and William Mm -hmm. Golding read it and thought that's not what humans are like um,
1: I, I, am, <laughs> I am aware of one other film treatment uh, which is from 1958 Ye- mm. uh, which is William Whitney's The Bonnie Parker Story and in, in that version Bonnie is basically in charge
0: oh yes yes is, and uh, um, well I'm not aware maybe that would be worth tracking I don't know whether that's considered I don't think it's considered a bad film um,
1: um, well it, 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 it had a bit of a split um Reaction, I mean, most, mostly it was regarded as a cheap exploitation film, and it is a cheap exploitation film. Right. It was, it was distributed by a, AIP, and if you know AIP, then yeah, they, yeah. they never, never did anything that wasn't cheap. I mean, how was he going to make money? Um, <laughs> Tarantino was apparently a, big, a huge fan, um, and, oh, it, really? and it was influential on him. Uh, oh, I, I would I,
0: have felt this was more influential. I,
1: I may, I may well track it down at some point. I, I haven't seen it. But, uh...
0: Well, um, so going back to the highwayman uh, yeah. the Highwaymen, um it's a very unsympathetic view of Bonnie and Clyde. I found it unpleasant for a whole manner of other reasons. In that it is very. There's a moment when Kevin Costas character goes to a gas station um, and talks to uh the gas attendant a bit like um CW in the Bonnie and Clyde film mm-hmm. and uh, the gas attendant actually says no and I wouldn't tell you lawman they're doing the, they're doing the right thing those Bonnie that Bonnie and Clyde they're the best thing so Kevin Costner sits back in his his car simmers for a bit gets out and kicks the absolute shit out of the 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 highway mm-hmm. uh the gas attendant who then through the medium of violence undergoes a change of heart and agrees. It's just, it's a really unpleasant scene that he agrees that, oh yeah, Yeah. you're a lawman, you beat me to crap. So you, and there's no suggestion that this is hypocritical or That could have been a really interesting scene, but no, it's just taken as, oh, you're right, you beat your conservative values into me. (laughs) I just, Mm -hmm. I found it a very hard one. So, um,
1: About the time your boot was coming down for the third time, I had a revelation. (laughs) Exactly,
0: exactly. (laughs) But it is done in an unironic way. I found it an unpleasant, much as I love both Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson, um... I found that an unpleasant, so I found that an unpleasant film to watch in, in many ways. Mm. But it felt to me like Badlands was Terrace Mannix, William Golding, Lord of the Flies was like, that's not what people are like. It's not glamorous. It's not fun. It's just this. And I, I.
1: I, I think the flip side of that is maybe it's sometimes at least you go to the movies, you ought to see some glamour.
0: Exactly. Well, uh, that, what, that brings me to the highwayman. I, I don't want to dwell on because I, I didn't like it, but that is, that is the option. That is well, it, it's it, it's...
1: probably the only time we're ever going to mention it. Let's face it. <laughs> exactly. <that's true. laughs>
0: um, but for me, you know, artistic fidelity and kind of a certain level of truthfulness, dreamlike qualities aside and button down qualities aside, I feel like Badlands is a perhaps a truer reflection of what it what it might be like to be, you know, a killer, uh, to, it's just all messy and unpleasant and there's nothing glamorous about it. It's just horrible. And they try and imbue it with glamour, but they can't cause it's, and you know. it's
1: really hard to get blood out of cloth. So I'm told.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but gosh darn it all. If Bonnie and Clyde isn't a much more fun film to watch. Mm. Um, and there we go. I don't know what a deeper point I have to say about <laughs> that. Um, I, I, I don't think Bonnie and Clyde's a bad film in any far from it, but uh, it's much
1: more cinematic. Um, yeah, I mean, on the, on the one hand, I'm not going to say I want every film to be like this. No. On the other hand, I th- I, I'm i glad it does exist as it does. I found it really interesting. Yeah, uh, it's I, interesting. I've seen bits of it before, but not the whole thing.
0: Well, there you go, that was it. So, well, let's come on to our... We, we can do some other things, but I uh, we can talk... Well, w- was there anything else you wanted to say? Because I, I was going to ask, do you think it's a masterpiece, and did you enjoy it?
1: I still don't feel qualified to say what's a masterpiece.
0: No, fair <laughs>
1: enough. Um, that said, I can certainly say it's influential. I mean, there's a, there's a mm. lot of stuff that I've seen not even copied, just as, this is just the way we frame that kind of action scene.
0: I agree. It's not just directly influential, which it has been on films that have basically copied the story or refilmed the same story. But it's any, yeah, it's it's influenced filmic violence and filmic cool from then on, I think. Mm. And also endings, you know, it had a very um, downbeat, unambiguous ending, which seemed to be pretty much de rigueur in the 70s. Um, yeah though, men, though,
1: that's another thing that's uh, i think a new a new stylistic point we don't have a coder of somebody saying they they died x you know they died well they died badly that the crime does not pay whatever it's just okay that's the scene they're dead that's it
0: ex- yes exactly there's no the story that no... we
1: are interested in has ended
0: yeah I, I absolutely, it, it, yeah it's there's no wrapping up it's just that's it done I agree. And that has been very influential on a lot of films too. Um so I agree. It's it's you can see its ghost from films then on, you know, it's it's the most I mean we've only watched two films, but I I would say as far as well, Badlands We we have
1: watched many more films than that.
0: Well that's true. <laughs> but in this you know, it influenced Badlands for sure, Mm. you know, negatively or positively, but it influenced many more films afterwards, whereas we were thinking about what did Badlands influence and we we weren't struggling, but I don't think it had the broad kind of impact that Bonnie and Clyde had. I mean, this is supposed to have heralded the end of the studio area, and uh, I don't think it's entirely true, but it certainly helped.
1: Mm. Uh, Again, like Badlands, it it did quite quite badly in initial regional releases Mm. and had... BT had to had to push to get a bigger release, and then it became popular. He had and-
0: vested interest. In that. he didn't get paid for the film. <laughs> he was—I think it was one of the first films where that the actor got a a percentage of the gross of the film, and uh, BT got like forty percent, I think, of the gross of the film. So he did quite well
1: there. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it it seems to have split the critics as well. I mean, Ro- Roger Ebert and Pauline Kale I think it was the one that. M- one of the films that made Pauline Kael as as a respected critic,
0: yes, were yes, both very much lovely. in
1: favour, and many of the other critics at the time really weren't. And wasn't there a I forget who?
0: Probably because they're a less famous critic nowadays because of this sort of thing. Didn't they famously retract their original yeah, review? Yeah, uh,
1: Joe um, Morgenstern. yes, wrote, the writing in Newsweek, a squalid shoot em up for the moron trade. <laughs> <laughs> and then
0: retracted it. Yeah. Sort of publicly, ha- having
1: yeah. seen the film a second time.
0: Though I wonder a- how and, you know
1: And and seen how enthusiastic the audience was. I was gonna say, I wonder
0: at this point, was the film already becoming a phenomenon and was he just like I'll tell you what, perhaps I don't know. I know nothing about the man or the re- <laughs> or, or even the time <laughs> so I will not cast scurrilous rumours uh, here. We'll leave that till the recording's off. Um well, there we are, Bonnie and Clyde. Any, anything else you want to say about it? I I mean, personally, thoroughly enjoyed it. Would I watch it again? I wouldn't. I mean, to me, what defines a film for me as an absolute classic and and gets into my top whatever you want to call it of films is a film that finishes, and I would quite happily start it again. And that Bonnie and Clyde doesn't make that, but very, mm-hmm. very few films do, honestly.
1: Yeah, I, I think the thing I, I really took away from this is... I, I, I often talk about the the distinction between a great actor and a great film star. Um, yes. the great actor being somebody like uh Joel Gray or Tim Curry, where you, you show somebody a film and they and you say, Wasn't wasn't he great in that? and they say, Well, is he was he in it? I didn't recognise him. Yes. yes. Uh and I'm not gonna say Faye Dunaway does that, because she is clearly always Faye Dunaway in this. But she does, uh, as I've been mentioning, a, a really good job, particularly on the non-verbal side, of showing. showing yeah, th- this is a, unlike all those people in Badlands. This is a character with an actual interior life.
0: Yes, It yeah. may, it may um, not you be much need of a one, monologue but to yeah. do it. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree. I do. I, Warren Beatty, I think, is a phenomenal actor. Personally, I should show you um, McCabe and Mrs. Miller sometime if, if you, uh, because I'm not
1: familiar with it, but yeah. But he
0: is a very different character in that. It's very good. Um, I, I think his
1: acting here is a lot more straightforward. I mean oh, yes, he yes, he yes. he is the simpler one of that pairing. Um I mean he 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 does it very well, but he's not playing a complicated character the way the I, way Dunaway is with Bonnie.
0: I agree and there's some really nice scenes where they play off each other where she is she's almost digging for his deeper as exactly if you touch on she's kinda of digging for well what more is there to you? And you can, yeah, exactly as you say. You, you feel her realize, oh, there isn't. <laughs> 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 but here we go anyway. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, she a phenomenal acting job. Um, mm-hmm. Super. So, well, uh, is that all we have to say about Polly uh, and Clive? Yeah,
2: I,
1: I think so. Uh, I was, yeah, I was impressed.
0: Well, we shall, I'm gonna drag you kicking and screaming into the present of 1974, in that case, Roger, um, (laughs) because the next film I would like us to watch, it doesn't always have to be me choosing, but it is on this occasion, is Chinatown. Mm -hmm. um, A film. I'm sure we both heard a lot about, and probably both have felt mm, it's probably not for me. I'm not going to not going to that. That's how I felt about it. But the, the whole point the impression
1: I've episode... got is fa- famously um, unexplained and inconclusive, and all that stuff. Exactly.
0: Which I yeah I I have not watched it before for all of those reasons. But the whole point of me doing this in the first place was to watch films such as that to see if I was missing out. Um, also, so also not...
1: Morphe Dunaway.
0: <laughs> also more <and> fade Uh <laughs> not a bad thing. Um There we go. Well good. Uh, good talking to you, Roger, and um we shall talk again Turn on.